The question of all the ages was posed by Jesus to his disciples. How I answer the following question will dictate how I live upon this earth and where I'll spend eternity. Matthew 16, 13 through 16. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The world's religions and philosophers have their various answers. But Jesus poses this question to you and me individually. But whom say ye that I am? The Bible, of course, has the answer. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ is God's only begotten Son, who purchased the salvation of all who will call upon his name on Calvary's cross. There is no other name under heaven by which men can be saved. Acts chapter 4, 10 through 12. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved." Jesus Christ came to this earth to save the lost. He was with the Father before the world was. John 17, 5, And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with thy, the glory which I had with thee before the world was. God created all things, visible and, in, and invisible, by his Son Christ Jesus. Hebrews uh, chapter 1, excuse me, 1 and 2. God, who had sundry times and in divers manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in his last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in Christ, Colossians 2, 8 and 9. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Daniel prophesies of a kingdom, a kingdom that Jesus Christ, the king of kings, will rule over. In Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. That's who Jesus Christ is, and so much more. Dear visitor, have you yet to be born again, as Jesus describes in John 3, 3? Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Today, 
you can personally know with certainty who Jesus Christ is. In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. And if you do, everything changes for you today. Today, all your sin and shame will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood. You will be white as snow. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken, and the word is all. Today, you will be born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God. Yes, you will know who Jesus Christ is. He will be your personal Savior. Here is the prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the bright and shining kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 20 through 24, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. God said, Psalms chapter 14, verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. God said, Revelation thirteen fourteen through 18. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. Man said, I admit, my knowledge of the Bible is limited, but how could a book written thousands of years ago stand up to today's great digital wisdom? I just asked my phone or even chat GPT. There it is. I got my answer. What's not the love? Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, where the Word of God found in your majority text, Holy Bible, is true and righteous altogether. All of God Said, Man Said's 1,169 faith-building features are archived in text and streaming audio for your edification and to be used as bait by the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. If much of the church is reading the Bible correctly, the end of the world is come upon this generation. When reading the end day prophecies throughout God's word, think short and not long. 
Jesus prophesies of many things leading up to the end of the world and makes this telling statement in Mark 13, 28, 29, and 30. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When her branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is near. So ye in like manner, when ye shall see these things come to pass, know that it is nigh, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, that this generation shall not pass, till all these things be done. In Jeremiah chapter 24, Israel is compared to the fruit of the fig tree. For nearly 2,000 years, Israel has been missing from the world's geography of nations. The area was known as Palestine until 1948, when Israel was restored as a nation. Once again, the nation of Israel takes its place on the world stage. The fig tree has budded, and the generation that saw this event will not end until all things Jesus spoke of are fulfilled. At the time of this writing, the year is 2023. Seventy-five years have passed since the budding, and that generation will soon have lived out its years. Think short and not long. Second Thessalonians declares that which must precede the end of the world as we know it. Second Thessalonians 2, 1-4. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. One of the signs of the end is a falling away. A great falling away from the Christian faith is taking place. According to Gallup, church or synagogue attendance in the United States has declined from 70% in 1992 to 55% in 2017. However, it is bigger than that. Those who believe that the Bible is the inerrant word of God has dropped from a high of 40% in 1980 to half that, 20% in 2022. The end and its prerequisite for a great falling away has been satisfied. The second sign signaling the, signaling the end is that a man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. This Antichrist will oppose the word of God and exalt himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. The foundation and the mechanism for such an audacious and blasphemous claim has already been laid in plain sight, and it is the theory of evolution. Evolution is the god of the carnal world's academics. Evolution is the pseudoscience that teaches creation without God, his Christ, or his Bible. Everyone must bow before this little G-O-D. Pierre Tillard de Chardin, one of evolution's champions of blasphemy, and it's requoted in H.M. Morris's book that their words may be used against them. He says, Evolution is above all verification as well as being immune from any subsequent contradiction by experience. 
Is evolution a theory, a system, or a hypothesis? It is much more. It is a general condition to which all theories, all systems, and all hypotheses must bow, and which they must satisfy henceforth if they are to be thinkable and true. Evolution is a light, illuminating all facts, a curve that all lines must follow. End quote. Dr. Morse, in his book, that book was written in 1997. I can tell you this, the situation remains the same in 2023. Evolution is a spirit of foolishness, and it answers all the world's questions foolishly, while the entire class says, wow, isn't that awesome? Question one, where did I come from? Evolution answers. There was a big bang out of virtually nothing, and the whole universe just exploded into existence. As a result of a lot of time and a lot of chance, all life on Earth formed from non-life. This was, however, fully disproved by Louis Pasteur, but we don't want to talk about that. Did you know your first cousin is a mushroom and your dad is a monkey? The class said, wow, isn't that awesome? The Bible answers question number one. Genesis 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Genesis 1.26 and 27. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. Question number two, why am I here? Evolution answers, you have no overarching purpose other than to satisfy whatever desire you have, especially procreation. Isn't that great? The Bible answers, originally mankind was made to harmonize with God and to be blessed by him. In return, man was to bless God and others, but sin entered and the original plan was destroyed. However, God made a way of escape, John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. At the place Jesus calls born again, redeemed man can once again harmonize with God to be blessed by him and to bless him and others. Purpose is restored at the cross. Question number three. Where do I go when I die? Evolution answers, there is no where to go. When you're dead, you're dead, and that's all there is. The Bible answers this question. Mark chapter 16, 15 and 16. And he said unto me, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. John eleven twenty five and 26. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Those who are born again enter into the blessed hope and live eternally. Those who reject Christ enter into eternal cognizant damnation. Just like God, evolution has the answers. According to evolution, you came from nowhere have no overarching purpose, and you're going right back to nowhere when you die. The entire class says, wow, isn't that awesome? The spirit of the Antichrist stands in plain view. 
the world today, from child to adult, from rich to poor, is experiencing digital addiction. The human life form is connected, globally plugged into the World Wide Web, even as in the spider's web. It's in your pocket, on your wrist, in your ear, and they are now speaking of digital implants. This digital obsession has become a bondage. For many, to be without their digital devices would be a dreadful thought. The World Wide Web brings the world's dark and dirty evils to one's fingertips. At one's fingertips is the world's most sophisticated and intoxicating evils, all forms of lewdness, pornography. A person can spy on his neighbor, cheat on tests and on spouses, lie about himself to the world, and truly, the pit is bottomless. All of this filth and more accessible in the privacy of your own home, or so they think. Every move you make is recorded. Every website you visit, every habit you formed, every email and text has been logged, every purchase noted, every worldly contact catalog. Even your meals are tracked, what you eat, what you drink, when you are eating and where. Your entire history of good and evil, your every uh, propensity noted, even exactly where you are at this very moment. Did I mention digital surveillance cameras, photographic satellites, and drones? It's Satan's desire to be like God. The promise to Grandma Eve was, and ye shall be as gods, Genesis 3, 5. There are many gods, little G-O-Ds on this earth, but only one capital G God, the God of all, and he is the God of the Bible. This is the God whom Satan wants to be worshipped as, Isaiah 14, 12, and 13. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. And as quoted earlier, Second Thessalonians 2, 4, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God. Just like God, the digital devil is all-seeing and all-knowing. The time of the end is upon us. The Answers in Genesis feature, published online April 27, 2023, is headlined, Falling for the Oldest Trick in the Book, Google Co-Founder Wants to Build AI as a Digital God. AI, of course, standing for artificial intelligence. In that feature, author Ken Ham writes, According to the tech mogul Elon Musk, for some such as Google co-founder Larry Page, the ultimate goal of the race to build artificial intelligence is to create a digital god, a silicon-based life form that would understand everything in the world and give you back the exact right thing instantly. Who would have even thought about discussions concerning a digital god just a few years ago? Will this dream become a reality? Well, since the events of Genesis chapter 3, Humans have been trying to create their own gods based on their own wisdom. This was the very first temptation that Eve and then Adam fell for, attempting to become their own gods. So it's no surprise that their descendants want to do the same thing by crafting a god that, in their view, will solve their problems, answer their questions, and usher in utopia. But digital AI is developed and programmed by sinful human beings, so their god 
will reflect that. As we pointed out before, today's AI, such as ChatGBT, is incredibly biased with leftist ideologies because it reflects the viewpoints of both those who, of both those who program it and the voices it pulls from to answer questions. Digital IA makes a sad god, a god crafted by humans and limited in its abilities by what we can create and program. It won't save anyone, and it won't turn this world into a utopia because it cannot solve the biggest problem every human being has, sin. It's only the one true God who solves our biggest problem. He came to earth in the person of his son, Jesus Christ, and died on the cross, paying the penalty that we deserve because of our sin. Then he rose from the grave, conquering sin and death, and offers eternal life to all who will put their faith and trust in him. Don't put your faith in a puny, man-made, digital God who can't save. Put your faith in Jesus who made us and can redeem us. Although we'll ultimately fail, Satan's 6,000-year-old goal to usurp God will reach its climax during the tribulation period when he will, through the Antichrist, demand to be worshipped by the entire world. Revelation 13, 14 through 18. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword, and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. Pastor Barry Stagner, in a recent episode of the lineup, explain why many believe that artificial intelligence could play an integral role in the beast system during the seven-year tribulation. In Revelation 13, we've got some type of lifelike statue erected, an image of the beast that seems to be alive, and there's a mark associated with his name, the number of his name, and the worship of the beast. This is consistent with a lot of the things we are seeing going on today and moving in that direction, Stagner noted. We know in Revelation 13 that the whole world is going to go after the beast. All the earth dwellers, anyone not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, are all going to be in agreement. They are all going to be on the side of the beast. A lot of people have been talking about whether it's artificial intelligence, this image that has life breathed into it or seems to be lifelike. AI seems to be a pretty good candidate for all that's going to happen, end quote. The world's headache quest for their digital god has a serious problem, and that is the fact that much of the world's truth is simply not true, and AI gathers its information from that contaminated source. It's important to remember that man's truth of yesterday is debunked by his truth of today, and his truth of today will be debunked by his truth of tomorrow. How so? Consider. Example. The food pyramid promoted by the medical world and the U.S. government in the 1950s has been completely upended. Example. 
Margarine was promoted by science as superior to God's butter, and this false knowledge soon proved to be deadly. One science writer even called margarine nutritional Armageddon. Example. Evolution listed 200 organs in the human body allegedly no longer needed as a result of evolution. Two of these so-called vestigial organs were the tonsils and the appendix. Today, the list of 200 junk organs has dwindled to zero. Example, in the 1940s and 1950s, breastfeeding fell out of fashion and was replaced with baby formula promoted as superior to a mother's milk. That truth has since been proven to be a major blunder, and the cost has been the loss of millions of lives, a myriad of physical disorders, including lower IQs. Example, for many decades, Neanderthals had been depicted by evolutionists as hairy, stupid cave dwellers. Today, they are now known to have been as intelligent as today's humans, possibly even more intelligent. Example, in his book, The Half-Life of Facts, Samuel Arbusman writes, Medical knowledge about cirrhosis or hepatitis takes about 45 years for half of it to be disproven or become out of date. In addition, these results are nearly identical to a similar study that examined the overturning, or overturning excuse me, of information in surgery. Two Australian surgeons found that half of the facts in that field also became false every 45 years. Another way to avoid the surprise of changes in knowledge is to simply recognize that it's not that surprising. We are getting better at internalizing this. For example, many medical schools inform their students that within several years, half of what they've been taught will be wrong, and the teachers just don't know which half, end of quotes. The headline in New Scientist asks, Can we trust AI search engines? The subhead answers, AIs that generate convincing answers are more likely to cite information incorrectly. Several excerpts follow. If you think search engines powered by artificial intelligence, such as Microsoft's Bing Chat, are providing you with useful-sounding answers, it is more likely that they are wrong, researchers have found. And these current systems, accuracy is inversely correlated with perceived utility, says Nelson Liu a standard, at Standard University in California. The things that look better end up being worse. Microsoft is just one of many companies offering AI-powered search tools which generate results in digestible paragraphs that cite other websites rather than simply returning a list of links. But Lou isn't sure whether AI-powered search is the right approach. I'm a little bit mixed on whether or not they should be rolled out and rolled into these systems, he says. A lot of these studies have disclaimers about how these generated statements might not be accurate, but broadly speaking, a lot of us don't pay attention to those disclaimers. It's just a little concerning to me just how quickly these systems are being rolled into search. End of quote. The digital god man is bowing to can be no better than its master. In the Garden of Eden, Satan gave Eve a half-truth, Genesis 3, 1 through 5. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither touch it, 
lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. It was true that Eve's eyes would be open to good and evil, but it was not true that ye shall not surely die. We have arrived at the end. Satan wants to be God. The digital God is everywhere and sees everything. Man carries this God in his pocket, wears it on his wrist, in his ears, and it will soon be implanted into his body. The digital God promises to make him smarter, more talented, sexier, promises to heal his physical body, and finally add on immortality. Unfortunately, the digital God is a thief and a liar. A digital kingdom is forming, and soon the Antichrist will sit upon its throne. If you are seeking truth that never changes, then you must find Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. John fourteen six. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the truth that never changes and produces life and life more abundantly, even eternally. This world's end is upon us. If you are not born again, click on the further with Jesus now and set your affairs in order while you still have time. God said, 1 Corinthians 1, 20 through 24, Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. God said, Psalms 14, verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. God said, Revelation 13, 14 through 18, And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand, or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. That's six, six, six. Man said, I admit my knowledge of the Bible is limited, but how could a book written thousands of years ago stand up today's great digital wisdom? I just asked my phone or even chat GPT. There it is. I got my answer. What's not the love? Now you have the record. 